Meanwhile, on the singing planet of Aladna from the movie The Marvels, Evil Jeff and Brett are getting ready to do their podcast. Here we are, here we go, Evil Jeff, let's do a show. I can't wait, I have so many opinions to talk about with you. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, but I'm a garbage person. He's a garbage person. We've got X-Men books to talk about like X-Force and Red. We've got Uncanny Spider-Man 2. I am so dead. We also have season finales of Doom Patrol and Loki. And our biggest topic of the week is, of course, the Marvels. We are MCU geeks. Oh, yeah. Now get the sexy music. Oh, we're talking about the Marvels. Oh, oh. Okay, all right. I think this is... I've, I've taken this too far. and welcome to episode 280 of Comic Book Queers Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and with me tonight, today, and always is Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hello. Hi. I should have said with us for all time, always, is Evil Jeff, because you know, that's a reference to Loki, which just wrapped up. It did just wrap up. And we also wrapped up on Doom Patrol, Dunsies, Forevers. Dunsies, Dunsies for Doom Patrol, Dunsies. And we'll talk about both of those shows in addition to The Marvels, the new MCU movie later. The Marvels. Um, And after the Marvels debut, women's superhero movies, Dunsies, (laughs) Forever. (laughs) According to uh, a third of the internet, a loud third of the internet. Uh, But we also, speaking of the MCU, we've got some hot topics that we want to cover first. So do you want to hit that hot topic music? Hit it. We got some hot, we got some hot topics. Yeah. Evil Jeff, I don't know if you know this, but we are in phase five of the MCU. And it's feeling a bit messy. What's the start of phase five? The Marvels? Quantumania. Oh, Quantumania. Well, I mean, that is... Woo! Yeah, I, I think it goes from Quantumania to Ironheart, actually. Ironheart is the end of Phase 5? I believe so, according to the last list I saw. All right. But we have date changes in that Ironheart may not be for quite a while because the MCU is spreading out. Marvel Studios is spreading out the release of its feature films, and they've just announced new dates for the next crop of films that are part of phase five. Okay. So do you, do you know what the next, and actually if you think about, and I'm sorry, already big, big, big spoilers for the Marvels for Loki. Okay. So if you haven't seen the Marvels, you haven't seen Loki, turn back now, check back later. Um, but considering that Deadpool three is the next MCU movie, Hey, the end of the Marvels kind of makes sense. Yeah. So it's uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 3, and then... It's going to be the only movie in 2024. The only Marvel movie coming out in 2024 is Deadpool? 
That is correct. Is there any TV shows? Um, uh, when does Echo drop? I don't know. Does it not list the TV I shows don't there know. too? I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking at just the movies. Um, but Deadpool 3 is the only one in 24. And then in 25, we'll have Captain America New World Order in February. We'll have Thunderbolts in July. And those two films have to be connected. And we'll have Blade in November. Did we talk about that already? Now, about the Blade? The What I heard about the writing of it? Like, how they had to rewrite that it? That he like walked. Yeah. Yeah. Because also, they were like, oh, we know what? We shouldn't have. He's not going to be the star of the movie. Movie Blade. He's huh? going to be like the fourth popular, most popular character in the movie. Huh? Oh, my God. What? So they're rewriting that. Do you know what is also going through major rewrites and reshoots? Unfortunately, Captain America New World Order is. Okay. But a lot of people are speculating that's because the character of Sabra, who we know from the X-Men as an Israeli Mossad agent, we think she's being written out of the movie. Oh, for because of political reasons? Because of sensitive political reasons, yes. Oh, fun. So that's fun-ish. Um, I think we're going to have a what if season two, maybe um, coming our way. We're going to have an X-Men 97. We're going to have an Echo. Um, I believe Agatha is going to be fall of 2024. So where we'll we will finally be interest to. I mean, we'll talk about this later of the it looks like I'm surprised has the young Avengers shown up anywhere on there. No, no, no. But we'll talk about them uh, in a little they're bit. They're being formed. So I feel like they they're should being be formed. announced sometime soon. Before Something. they're not young anymore. Hello. Hello. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're going to do the Young Avengers in 2030 when everybody, when they're all adults. Shut up. Avengers in their 30s. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's it. So 24 is going to be a bleak year, but I feel like it's going to be a reset year where they're going to try to make everything good again and then come out with good shit again, starting in 25. Yeah. Um, but so that's, we'll I mean, it's a lot of things. What's going to, what it's going to take to make it good again. It's, it's going to be tricky. Yeah. yeah. But I will have thoughts I, on these, these, these shows later on. I don't want to think maybe we should get too much into uh, right. those until we start talking about them. But first, I think it feels like you want to talk about comic books. I do, especially the X-Men. Because <gasps> the X-Men are going to be making an appearance in multiple sections of our show today. <gasps> <clears throat> yeah, they are. So hit that X-Men music, bitch. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we've got um, three X-Men books to talk about. We, have we do. X-Men Red, X-Force, and Uncanny Spider-Man. So let's talk about them from worst to best. So X-Force. <laughs> X-Force. X-Force, or as I'd like to call this issue, it's finally over. And It's finally over. And I will tell you, Having us wait 
what is this been going on for like two, three years? How long is Oh, this this Mikhail Rasputin shit in X Force? I mean, I think it's been going on for eighty four years. And the fact that it ended like this it's so stupid. I mean, it ended with the dimensional rifts that Mikhail was trapping all of the X Force characters in. Uh, it's falling apart around them. Because They're trapped in between space time because he's dying. Meanwhile, he's fighting Colossus. Colossus is like punchy punchy. And uh, they escape. And Colossus kills the fuck out of his brother. The writer who was controlling Colossus is like, I don't think I'm ever going to write again. Um, he's like, but you never know when the muse will strike yeah. next. So, so he, Chronicler is yeah. out there. But not... But Colossus is free, and Domino's just like, you're a bad guy. And he's like, all right, well, take me in, do what you must, if you want to put me on trial or whatever. Um, but at this point now, I the X-Force, the next episode of X-Force, next issue of X-Force, I, the X-Force should be there with the underground X-Men in the Morlock tunnels. Don't Shouldn't they all, don't you think? Uh, they should be part of the bigger picture, folks. Yeah. If they're like suddenly like, oh, well, the whole world's gone to crap, but the four of us are going to do our own thing. No, I think Colossus needs to be with Kitty Pride. I want to see Kitty Pride and Colossus. Like, I would like some interactions with Colossus and Kitty. Like, these are people that were fucking on the regular. He fucked her so hard that she phased through the floor. Okay. Yeah. After she, after he came back from the dead, they were in love. They were going to get married and fucking had a wedding planned. And then why did they not get married? And in the end, Rogue and Gambit got married instead. What was their reason? Because he tried to put the ring on her finger and she was phased. And then he was like, uh, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like trying to put the ring on. Oh, so it was like, mostly uh, Kitty I gotta being, go. it was just Kitty being weird. It was yeah. kind of being weird because she's a lesbian. Yeah, I think I I want Colossus and Kitty. I need that bringing Emma Frost, Colossus, Kitty, Absolutely. and I want that in the mix. So let's get that in the mix. Let's also get rid of. Um, let's like also. Can we just are we now pretending that um, Kid Omega was not an old man now that he's in that? I just there's just so much pretending. Just he's just I Kid Omega again because he he put a body on. I don't get it. I don't understand. So I don't I'm get I'm hoping it. for good things of what's going to be happening with X Force. Well, the preview <laughs> art for next issue looks like the cover looks like they are going to be part of the whole Orcus because it's them and Logan. It's Colossus, Sage, Laura, and Logan fighting Stark Sentinels. Yay! All right, good. There was one moment I liked in this issue, and that was the panel of um, the Chronicler and the other Orcus agent crashing through into Quentin Quire's little corner of the pocket dimension. And he goes, uh, who the fuck are you guys? I liked that. Yeah. And he's like, am I saving you or are you saving me? Yeah. Happy it's over. Let's move on. But maybe we shouldn't move on because there is something that Mikal has had in his presence and they even put it on the cover of the comic, which is the Cerebro sword. And nary a mention and here. Do you know right? how much it shows inside the comic? Not at all. So where is it? 
it's things like this where they're like, oh, he has the Cerebro sword and then it ends and he kills him. And then they're like, okay, anyway, but he doesn't have it now. And like, whatever. It's just the laziness of this yeah. whole story. And then it's like his brother was killed. Wasn't his brother killed already? Like, can he really be killed? This, I'm not sure. This feels like Benjamin Percy had some alternate plans and maybe had to kind of like just move on to something else. Yeah, this is just... That's speculation. This was just not good. Let's move on. Let's move on to Uncanny Spider-Man where Kurt Kurt Wagner needs... Is he getting tested? Because he's dipping his dick in a lot of girls. He needs to get tested. He is on Krakoan medicine. He takes it preventatively like prep. This guy loves to fuck. For someone who's like super religious... He he's like let's fuck. And what these I like girls about Nightcrawler, so into it. Like he just they're into it. He I just I still am like trying to because he does he's definitely hot in the pictures. But then they're also like oh he but he's covered in a thin layer of fur. The blue is supposed to be fur. Yeah, but it's more like peach fuzz. It's like velvet. Think of it like velvet. I need yeah. I am. Um, yeah, I and then she was saying he was doing stuff with his tail. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I'm he's fucking it. Silver Sable. And she's basically like, and he's like, I know you're trying to kill me. She's like, Yeah, I'm trying to kill you, but like I am have off hours. And if I see you when I'm not working, then we'll fuck. But as soon as I am working and I see you, then I'll probably have to kill you. Then I think it's that on. is hilarious. But like, not only is he fucking Silver Sable, like they show him fucking Silver Sable. It's one of the hottest two characters having sex comic book panels I've ever seen. Yeah. Where she's just sitting right on his prehensile tail, wink. Yeah. On top of a rooftop, she's just just sitting right on it. Yeah. And it turns. And who among us haven't been there? Yeah, and it turns out Orcus is like. Oh, this is they're useless. We don't like them. And they're like, yeah, but they're kind of already paid. So they're going to do their job. So we don't even care. We don't really like them. We don't know what they're doing. They're not fully affiliated. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. think this is fun. Um, they're mercenaries with heart. What I think is fun <laughs> is they're having a serious conversation about their relationship. And then all of a sudden he breaks out into what turns out to be Lila Cheney lyrics. And they start singing what turns out to be a Lila Cheney song together. And then you flip the page and you've got the lyrics to the Lila Cheney song. I mean. And this was just made up there. This was never wrote previously. Really. No, it's made up. Yeah. No, it's what a real Lila Cheney song. No, I mean like in a previous issue, like they, she was singing a song and they had those words in it somewhere. I don't know, but I'm wearing a Lila Cheney t-shirt right now. What's her band called? Cats laughing. You know how I know Cats that. Cats laughing. Kitty Pride had a T-shirt of it. See, I remember an Excalibur. Yeah. Also, I'm wearing a Cats laughing T-shirt right now. No, you are not. I swear to God, I will text you a picture. <laughs> Where did you get it? I want one. Does it say Leela Cheney? Jay, you know that podcast. Jay and Silent. What's is it? Jay and Miles explain the X Men. They were they they made custom shirts and they made a Leela Cheney one and I bought it and I'm wearing it. And it says cats laughing on it. Oh my God. I love this. Hell yeah. I came prepared to talk about uncanny Spider-Man. Here, I'm going to do it. Uh, 
I am texting Evil Jeff a photo in real time. Let me see this Don't, shit. My penis is in the shot. Don't look at it. Oh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> and send. Are you masturbating? Oh, my God. I love, I want this. It's a great shirt. I mean, it's the way you shot it does look like it's cut off and you would have your dick in the, like. You would My have dick is dick out. The, yeah. It's just cropped out. Get your dick. So out. then all of a sudden, Nightcrawler is like, oh, it, oh my God, I forgot about Mystique. Yeah. And my, Mystique's like, mom. get away from me, Spider-Man. They have my baby. I know. What is going on with her? What happened to her? And he's like, he's like the irony. I am your baby. Her brain is, her brain got screwed up. Her brain got twisted. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. She'll be okay. Oh, I'm sure I she'll get I feel like her brain together. is going to, it's going to untwist itself because of her powers. Yeah, but I love how he's like, oh, she's all fucked up. Anyway, like, take your mask off. Be anyway, like, hey, I'm your son. It's me. Hello. Hey, it's me. <laughs> but before he could do that, he's attacked by hounds, these vultures, hounds, using the techno-organic virus. He's created hounds out of characters like Feral and Dagger. And as we see later, Cloak. Cloak! Oh, I hated that. Cloak and Dagger, And then to save save Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler sucked up by Cloak. To save Nightcrawler, um, Mystique shoots Cloak in the head, killing him, which I was like, did Mystique just fucking kill Cloak? No. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing where I'm like, are they, but they're not mutants. So does that mean no hope for resurrection? Right. Right. I, I like, love how they're just like, just Hey, that cloak and dagger uh, TV show on Hulu was a flop. So we don't care. Just kill him. <laughs> but no, the, the uh, techno organic virus, whatever vulture did to cloak um, resurrects him, prevents him yeah. from being killed. Uh, and then we have, yeah. And then we have techno organic vulture. And it looks like they're using it because they have Warlock trapped at Orcus too. That's Which kind is, of the I thought ending. like I thought that was really cool because all that Warlock stuff happened, you know, in these Sysperry or Nightcrawler books in like Legion of X is where the Warlock thing happened. And so it's nice to pick up that thread. Yeah. In these same books and save, you know, save Warlock. Oh. Poor Nightcrawler. Poor Nightcrawler, but I just think this is a fun book that re- does really well kind of hybridizing Spider-Man stuff. And, and the art is really good. The art's really good. Yeah, it's a good read. All right. Yeah, it's a good book. So that's um, Uncanny Spider-Man. And that leaves us... X-Men Red. X-Men Red, which is always our favorite book. It's kind of a given. Um, I do think it's interesting of like, if we had to do our favorites... If it was like a week where X-Men and Immortal and X-Men Red came on at the same time, I don't know what we would do. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. Yeah. Because both are solid storytelling. But we finally have uh, Apocalypse. And here I'm going to say this about Apocalypse. Apocalypse is a bad dad. He's a bad dad, but he's showing signs of being able to be a good dad. Maybe. He's also a bad boyfriend. He's also a bad boyfriend. Yeah, but you know what? He's a good. He's shaping up to be a good X man. And here's my thing: is from what we're going to talk about later, um, 
Is he, um, is, is Richter dead? We don't know where Richter is, do we? And because in this, he uh, Apocalypse is forming a new horseman. But rather than doing death and famine and pestilence and and um, war, he is doing air, fire, water, earth. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge the use of the word horseman here. Okay, but I see what you're he, saying. More, he's calling the four corners, like the like the craft. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's doing that. And so it opens with his selection of his fire, which it's so funny with the connections he has to Sunfire, you would predict that Sunfire would be the fire. No, Vulcan is the fire. And he breaks Vulcan out of the, um, you know, the kind of sarcophagus like prison that Storm put him in when Storm fought him many issues ago, made of the Mysterium um, encasement. Yeah, and so then shows up in that cloak. We were like, is that Richter? Is that Richter? But we also know that Apocalypse is the one that found Sunfire. <clears throat> no, it is Sunfire and Redroot. And apparently Sunfire and Redroot, are they the Earth then? They're the Earth because Sunfire is the Earth in which Redroot has laid her roots. Right. Um, and then he is Apocalypse, one of the corners as well. He's his own corner. He's the water because he's fluid. And then he's like, here's my little assistant, your air. And even the assistant's like, okay, it's a bit of a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. And then. um, But when it was Sunfire, he was like, I wanted Richter to be Earth, but oh, well. And I'm like, oh, is that because he's dead or he couldn't find him? I think it's because Richter is just getting railed by Shatterstar. We don't know where Richter is, but I'm curious if it's like, was Richter there? And he's like, actually, I changed my mind. I want Sunfire or is you can't find him. I mean, also, Sunfire is right there. So, Path of Least Resistance. Yeah. Why go looking for Richter when you have a good enough version? What I love about this is, um, well, we have some, well, before, we'll, we'll get to it. So, we have Storm kind of dealing with the Uranus trigger first before Apocalypse really does his thing. Storm is fighting with Ironfire, who's like, just use the fucking Uranus trigger. Hello. And she's like, hello. No. Yeah, as soon as you're committing mass genocide, you're not the good guy. Oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll leave that there. That's we, I don't think there's anything more we need to say about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and so she destroys the Uranus trigger and Ironfire is like, "You bitch." And she goes, "Don't call me a bitch, you faggot." Cuz he is a little faggot. You know what I mean? <laughs> he is. He's in love with the white sword. No, I know. I know. And he wasn't he doing gay stuff in the future and the other ones? Wasn't he love with somebody? Stu- he does gay stuff. Yeah. What do you think those horns are for? What do you think those horns are for? Um, so she's like, get the fuck out my face. He goes, you know what? I'm going to go take it to them myself. And she's like, go ahead. Do that. Because you're being whiny. Yeah. And then Sunspot is talking to her and like, Basically, Sunspot's like, you know, you're right to not use this thing. Yeah. And apparently Nova is somehow not dead, but just covered in the pestilence plague. The Nova force is like (laughs) keeping him alive, but he's in really bad shape. But then Apocalypse shows up and everyone's shocked. And they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, first of all, hello, death. Thank you for killing your sister. I'm proud of you, my boy. Yeah. But he's still like, but, you know, you have you have a way to go. Yeah, and then he exactly. I'm still not like, fully. I'm still not fully on board with you yet. It's like 
like Fuck. yeah 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 but you're getting there um aurora a moment please and what i like about this you know he's like you're basically right to not use the uranus trigger um she's like you know I, if i'm gonna have blood on my hands i want it to be like blood i've caused you know that i can live with and she's like if i release uranus versus if i do it myself the difference is at least i would know when to stop and this great line from apocalypse he's like yeah that's what we tell all tell ourselves yeah i know when to stop yeah. love that but what i love is that this spell that he's doing um that aurora is at the center of and that um the the four corners are at the corners of this goes way back to teeny howard's excalibur like the beginning of the krakoan era in excalibur when apocalypse was going through his grimoire and like showing us all these spells. This is the spell. This is the shit from Excalibur. So I just love how tight it is. Nice. How Al Ewing is picking up Teeny Howard stuff. Very cool. So they do the spell with Aurora at the middle. And then I'm sorry, this collage of like the spell activating is one of the coolest things I've seen in an X-Men comic. It's all of her old, it's all of her old moments. But it's also like some old apocalypse moments. There's a Vulcan moment. Um, there's tomatoes. There's daisies, which I, I, I would imagine are symbolic of something. It's just very cool. Are those apples? Or are those apples? But they're like photorealistic. They aren't. I know. Drawn. I think apples makes more sense of like an Adam and Eve type of, of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Totally. Totally. So or are they like persimmons? I don't I know. I think it's apples and sunflowers. Okay. But. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Have you ever had persimmon? I do not like persimmons. Interesting. You might want to try it with a little bit of cinnamon and honey on the holidays. I feel they taste cinnamony already in a weird way. Oh. Like they have yeah, that they weird. I don't like it. It's not. I'm not a fan. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to this persimmon. <laughs> anyway it ends with the original krakoan uh is that i, I is that what is that monster K korak i'm sorry could we go back to the persimmons for i'm just kidding um no they create a new one. Oh, so it's a new they, one. Oh, okay got yeah. it yeah they bring uh their territory to life and it's korak like the old beat poet <laughs> the old beatnik writer and basically, I love that it's now Aurora is like, I control nature. And Genesis is like, no, I control nature. So it's just going to be nature versus mother nature versus mother nature. Who's going to win? And we all know who's going to so win. Storm. <laughs> Genesis looks real, real nervous that this giant monster being controlled by Storm is coming. And Storm's like, raise your island and fight, which is going to be so cool because we're going to get like this Pacific Rim kaiju yeah godzilla. exactly it's gonna it's now it's yeah. just turning into a godzilla uh comic yeah so dope it's great so, yeah it's great it's great um so next week we'll have i think we'll have some Iceman. we'll have some children of the vault maybe some dark x-men we'll see great children of the vault just what i've been jonesing for <laughs> Oh my God! Every time we bring up Children of the Vault, we turn into the biggest bitches. Well, it's garbage. I like it. I hate it. I like it. It's not that bad. It's I not hate garbage. it. I hate children. I hate vaults. I, I hate, hate all word. of it. I, I hate. I hate prepositions. Yeah. I hate articles. <laughs> all right. So since we 
hate comic books so much, should we talk about TV and movies? I think we should. Why don't we hit okay. the music? I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. Okay. So I'm curious how you want to do this because we've got two in Loki and the Marvels, which are very tethered to one another. Yeah. I want to talk about, let's talk about Doom Patrol. Then we're going to talk about Loki and then that will lead into the Marvels. Okay. So because Doom Patrol, I almost kind of want to, we won't, we'll do exactly what you just said. Cause that was great. But Doom Patrol, like, I like part of me wanted to save to the end because how lucky were we to have this show um, in our lives? I don't know, because I thought it turned to absolute garbage at the end. <laughs> no, I know. But overall, <laughs> like I like I just it did. It was it was kind of rushed. Like we have to end it. Let's just get it over with. But it rushed. It did, I thought the finale was beautifully emotional. Yeah, mm, I felt the last you say rushed i think it's the opposite of rushed they spent or just like not five thoughtful. episodes of them being like we're old and we're dying i'm like get that's true it was a lot over of it yeah a lot of talking a lot of talking <laughs> and then yeah. rita far is just like wine wine i'm getting old i'm getting old wine wine and then she just dies like i, I and yeah, the ending, everybody got a, like their ending. Everyone found peace in one way or the other, whether it was love or, or death. death. And which is like great, but it it just, all the other stuff before that, it lost all of the fun. Other than the musical episode. It got very dark. Other yeah. than the musical episode, everything was just long, drawn out. Let me just talk about I mean, my feelings I disagree. and emotions. Like nah. they did fight, they did fight a bunch of butts, and no, they didn't. Mortis no, that the fight that, in girl. the end, that butt fight lasted two minutes, and then they just started oh, singing and dancing. The, from the Music Man, yeah. But I mean, they did establish that that's what they are. That was their nature was to just do musical theater. Yes, I just felt. It just, I, I was, I was no, I, bored. Yeah. I was, had to push myself through these but last still, episodes. So yeah. I'd and I having I, four seasons of that show, we were lucky to have four seasons of that show. Cause even do patrol at its worst. I'd rather watch that than most other shit on TV. But see, I also am a person that if a show does not end well, the whole show it's, is bad. It, it's Sully's. Oh, I say true. that lost is bad. I believe Battlestar Galactica, Galactica, Galactica is bad. I, if the show, a show that is like some of my most brilliant favorite episodes of, of any series ever, but they ended bad and I now hate the whole show and I will not rewatch it. You shouldn't do that to yourself. I think I should. Okay. Cause yeah, if you can't, if you can't stick the landing, you don't get points. And well, you get a bad score. I loved it. I am never going to say a show that gave us Danny the Street is bad. I'm never going to say a show that gave us all of those wonderful Mr. Nobody Alan Tudyk moments. Bring him back. He just, should have been brought back. I don't know. I just am so disappointed. That's all I can think about is my disappointment in how the show ended. And I understand that they were not given the budget and they just had to end it really fast. I get it. Yeah. But they And they probably didn't have as much exciting things because then the budget was slashed. But I don't know. I just felt like... They could have they, I, they all the comedy and the levity 
was just sucked out it was of kind it. of sucked and I out think of that it. that's what was missing this season also went on too long like i don't think we needed after the mid hi- the mid-season hiatus we needed another six episodes you know you could have got this done in three yeah yeah but at the end all of our characters so what happened robot man went back home to his grandson and died um rita far old age realized that they all should be moving on to other things so she willingly you know passed on to the other side where she met the love of her life there in heaven so great uh crazy jane was integrated into a whole calling herself kaleidoscope which starts with a k which was interesting she went into space with her new her new lover space case mm-hmm. fun Madame Rouge, this was my favorite. She took a villain turn and she seeked revenge on uh, the ant farm and that whole organization um, that kind of controlled her life. Uh, Cyborg, wonderful, started a school. Great. And then who's the uh, Larry. Oh, my God. Larry was able to just still be ugly and horribly yeah, burned. Cosmic, have his boy. Cosmic faggotry. Cosmic faggotry. Have his boyfriend in space. Just making out with his hot boyfriend for all eternity in a radioactive cloud in space. Love it. Yeah. Understand this had its flaws. I just want to say thank you, Doom Patrol, for many fun moments that will never be sullied in my mind. (laughs) Uh, Loki and the Marvel. I want to actually talk about something else real quick just to show I saw. And I just, I know it's a little different, but I just want to throw it in there that I saw it and I just kind of want to talk about it. I did bring this up okay. with you. I watched a gay musical. Oh, what? It's called Dicks the Musical. Oh, I've heard of it. Um, it stars, um, who are the people that are in this? It Josh, stars Joshua Sharp, Sharp Josh and Sharp, Aaron and Aaron Jackson. Jackson. And they're this gay comedy duo. They've been on... Um, you, you've probably seen they them did a show talk. at UCB. They did a show at UCB, yeah, but they've on been on different talk Jordan shows. And, yeah, yeah. They've been on different talk shows and stuff like that. And basically, it's like a parent trap where they play identical twins. And the joke is that they're like, yes. oh, my God, we're identical twins. I can't tell you apart. And Megan Mullally plays the mom and Nathan Lane plays the dad. And it's a musical number. And Bowen Yang plays God. And it's basically just a musical number of them. It's just like a dirty, And disgusting, Megan the Stallion plays their boss. Like gay, campy. Oh, Ma- yeah, Megan the Stallion plays the boss. And it's just, if you want to watch something gay and fun with musical numbers and dirty body jokes and flying vaginas um, and incest, um, it's great. It's great. This movie is so good. The two of them play. The funniest part about it for me is that the two of them play heterosexual men, which is just like a whole subversion. of. But the it whole, opens like, up where it's like we are both gay men and we are bravely choosing to play heterosexual men. Like it opens isn't that brave. Um, yeah. It's so fucking funny. And then uh, the only complaint I had is that I wish they leaned in to it being low budget. I think. I think it, for music, a lot of the musical numbers, I just felt like a little polished. Like, like it was just well, it was more just like a TV, like a TV episode. Like it felt more like TV than a movie. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and I felt like they should have just leaned into it being goofy and weird, 
And a lot of times I just like, cause I also recently watched uh, the ha- a haunting in Venice. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. With Tina Fey, which is such a weird casting choice, but it actually yeah. kind of works. And I really like it. It's kind of it. like how they did. They had Saunders and French in yes, Death and, on the Nile, which was like weird, but it worked. And I will tell you this, like Kenneth Branagh has amazing, has an amazing director of photography, an amazing DP, and he's an amazing director. And just the whole thing just takes place in a house. And the fact that it felt so lush and powerful, where this Dick's the musical, even though it was a musical number, it was like, just set the camera down and here they're just moving around. Yeah. It was like the, the the writing and the music and the songs and the acting and performance were all hilarious, but it was just shot very cheaply. And I just wish it yeah. had the budget to do like an extravagant musical numbers out of yes it. yes i actually it's so funny i saw them perform in brooklyn about like two months before the movie came out i saw them do their one of their live shows that they used to do all the time here and the way that they the way when they appro- they the way that they approach performing musical theater with such earnest like they really they turn off their kind of comedic personas when they're performing and they really try to like give it to you like give you a performance and they know they're not talented but they really do like they performed um winner takes it all with this professional singer to end their comedy show and they you could tell they have rehearsed they practice like they really really try yeah it's so funny the only thing these two queens take seriously is singing yeah everything else is a big joke it's so funny um, but anyway, the movie's great. I'm going to watch it 80 times. <clears throat> yeah, it's great. I highly recommend it. And I feel like because it was gay, I had to bring it up. That we could talk about it. Another thing, with one way they do lead into the goofiness and the low budget, there are so many moments where they one of them breaks, but they keep it in. Yeah. Like, yeah. You are watching people in a movie break, and it's just part of the scene. It's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. And, uh, but now back to... Uh, Loki. 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 Here's here's my headline. I thought with some of the reveals in the finale, it actually addressed some of my complaints. And I was like, okay, thank you. And so that made me feel better. This was an instance, the ending made me feel better about the rest of the show. And I understand what you're saying, but also it made me feel that about three episodes of it were completely pointless. Sure. It's like all these three episodes happen, and then it's like, actually, I'm just going to go back in time earlier because none of this is working. I just, I feel like we're at a point, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I think one of the reasons, one of the reasons, and there's only one, I'll give there is one exception and I think it's because it started out this way. But the reason the MCU is failing is because it is relying on time travel and interdimensional realities. It does not sustain storytelling because it's just an ease, too easy of an out. And there's 100%. no stakes. 100%. <laughs> it becomes boring. The only thing time it works is um, Into the Spider-Verse, the cartoon. Because it started yeah. out that way. Because it's so intimate. And that is also, it's just being told in a beautiful, gorgeous way. And we also know it's a trilogy and then we're done. And it's like, done. This, it's like they're trying to tell an expanded story between so many different shows, so many different movies, all connected by these different reality bending things. And I'm just, 
it's just really hard to take seriously when it's like, oh, I can just go back in time. Like, let's show these people die, and now I can just go back in time and fix it. It just, it just takes away I the stakes. One thing I thought worked about that though is they were uh, one. So a way to illustrate where I'm going is that the title of the final episode of the last season was the title of the first episode of the first season. They're both called glorious purpose. And I do with characters whose names have always been Mobius, which is that infinite loop and Ouroboros, which is that snake eating its tail. They always were saying that this show was going to kind of start at the beginning was going to loop back to where like, they were always kind of telling you that we were on a very circular ride and so that's why i don't mind what you're talking about because i thought they set that expectation from jump i guess i guess and for me it also started becoming a lot of really dramatic monologue stories where i was like yeah yeah can we well the the thing that they kind of addressed that i was like okay thank you is throughout this season i've been complaining about the temporal loop that it doesn't make any sense, like what it's doing. And like, it just didn't ever, I never connected to anyone's explanation of what that thing was for. And then they just blew it up. I thought it was, well, no, 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 because what its real purpose was a bomb. Yeah. Like its real purpose was to, in case of emergency, blow up all the other timelines. And I was like, okay, thank you. That's clear. So I, I kind of forgave any of the muddiness because it was it was deliberate muddiness yeah i guess it's just i felt um i think the chemistry of all the characters are really great and that kept me going but there also was sometimes there was just and i think this is also a thing with the tv there was just lulls and where i just felt it was it was a showrunner's fault of like the pacing was just off yeah, I mean, a lot of things, like you said, kind of amounted to nothing. Like that that episode five, where he has to go get all those get the team back together, there. and now we're all dead. I'm just going to go for back what? in time for what it to was watch just, them die. Like, yeah, it was pointless. It was pointless. Yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah, and then that didn't go ahead. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. Like the stuff it was building toward wound up having no payoff. Yeah, exactly, and that was my big problem. And then by the time it ended. I will say I wanted, I felt it it needed to give a bit of a, of a, what's next a bit, which I feel it yeah, didn't really. Yeah, a little bit. I wish it had a little more of like, what does this mean? Okay, so in right. this, um, uh, Loki, and when he kind of realizes, oh, this whole loom and stuff, it needs to just go away. And I ne- and it needs to be me. I'm the person that needs to make the sacrifice. And it's all about him being like, I'm doing all this. I'm spending decades learning physics and all trying to save everybody because I don't want to be alone. This is the first time I do- I've realized I f- have friends. I don't want to be alone. And then he's kind of realizing, actually, the only way to save everybody is for me is to, to be, be alone. ultimately alone, like be the last person at the end. And of time. I do like that where he's now yeah, going to yeah. be the end of, he's going to the end of time. Um, when he goes and gets, takes all of those branches, infuses his powers on them, sits on a throne, and he's now the nexus holding all of these branches, it turns to the side and looks like a tree. Yeah. Is that, 
Is that an Asgardian? The world tree. So it's the world, yeah, it's tree. The world tree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I was like, I, I really love. I was like, that's the thing. And they're all. Yes. <laughs> I started to yes. Joe and his brother. And they're like, what thing? And very, I'm like, ah, it's the thing, though. It's the thing. <laughs> it's a very Asgard Thor. Yes. Okay. Thing. So I yeah. liked yeah. that. So that, that was, was cool. very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I mean, I did like where it ended. I liked him taking all the branches, creating the world tree, sitting at the throne at the end of the universe. Like the irony of he found glorious purpose, and it's really important. And um, he finally got to sit on a throne, but at what price? You know, and where is that throne? I all of that stuff I thought was really good. I thought like the macro narrative was really good, but kind of a lot of how we got there was felt wasted. Here's the other interesting thing is it now looks like Jonathan Majors, uh, Kang is just not important anymore. Uh, I kind of, well, I do love that the TVA's new purpose now is to hunt down Kang variants that I love, but Kang very much does not sit at the end of, of time anymore. Yeah. But is this them writing him out? No, I don't think so at all. Okay. No, it's setting up the battle against him, if anything. And I think that's where I wish there was then. I want then let's see him. Let's see another version of him show up. Well, they're they're going through auditions. <laughs> Let them go through a few rounds of auditions. First. Okay, fine. But that would be a perp because because in the end, what they really showed, the only thing they showed in the future is that the TVA thing didn't consent to uh to Victor Timely or whatever. So it's like, oh, so you're not important anymore, at least that version. So it, it, it kind of left in my mouth. It was like, we don't care about this actor anymore. We're done with him. I don't know. We'll see. Also, was Renslayer, did she just die at the end of time? No, she she was pruned. And so she wound up you know, at that place where everyone goes when they're pruned. And she actually found herself outside of a pyramid. So I'm going to call that she's going to hook up with Rama Tut. No, but know. but remember when they were being chased by that thing that sucks everything up and kills it. And in the very end, that thing, the thing was you saw it was like coming over her like it was going to kill her. Oh, no, she'll be fine. She'll be with Rama Tut. Who's Rama Tut? Another version of Kang, the Egyptian version. Oh, all right. Well. It was over, and I just felt it was a bit of a mess. It wasn't yeah. awful because it's great acting, great characters, but it's a bit of a mess. And uh, you know what? Yeah. I'll say this too, though. So is so is most Loki stuff in the comics. There, like the Loki stuff is just so purposefully confounding of like who he is, how he identify, how they identify. You know, a lot of Loki doesn't always makes sense yeah that doesn't mean that that's good that doesn't mean that's a good thing correct some loki stuff do make sense remember and the asgardian wars the alpha flight x-men crossover yeah yeah that's a great loki villain story i loved it yeah yeah um so loki happened and it's just making me really apparent of how they desperately do need showrunners. And I kept thinking like, this isn't good TV. And here's some good P. I'm going to lead this into the Marvels. Do you know what is really good TV? The Marvels movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel the Marvels movie. All right. Well, here, let's, let's, let's do, um, we're going to do a one, two, three on the Marvels. What we thought about it. Ready? 
Yeah. One, two, three. I loved it. Liked it. It was fun. I did not love it, but I liked it. It was was, fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Love, I don't know. But here's the deal. If this premiered just as a TV show, I think it would have been been incredible. Incredible. But as a movie, there is a grand there was a a grandness that I felt it just wasn't it was it felt a little rushed. It was a little lacking. That being said, people are saying that this is the downfall of the MCU. This is the worst MCU movie ever made. Opening. That is craziness. This movie is better than the last Thor movie. This movie is 100%. This movie is. And the second one. This and the second one. This movie. And the the first one, if I may be so. (laughs) This movie is way better than Ant Man. Ant Man and Quantumania is, is terrible. This yeah. movie, my qualms with it is it didn't feel grand enough. It felt a little right. rushed, but it was yeah. fun. It made sense. You saw fun fight scenes. The characters had great chemistry. I think in the end, when people are complaining about this, it just feels like you're rooting for a bunch of female superheroes to fail. It feels like, misogynistic back- to me. Exactly. Like, go back and watch the first Thor, the Incredible Hulk, like Iron Man 2. Like, you're going to put those movies over this one? Come on. Yeah, this was really fun. This was inventive. It was like goofy, creative. It. This one knew, this one knew how to do the thing that Eternals did not, which was how to balance the humor and the action and the character work. I thought it balanced all of that stuff really well. Yes. Um, that being said, there I, I did have a gripe with when I heard that one of my favorite Korean actors, Park yeah. Seo-joon, is going to be in it. He was in Itaewon Class. What's wrong with Secretary Kim? He was in Parasite. He is so hot, and I love him, and he is a great comedic actor. When I found out he was going to be in this movie, I was so excited. They gave him- We thought Marvel Boy. Nothing. Yeah. They gave him nothing. He was just like there. I will not kneel. Yeah, I mean, Hello. He was, it was funny though that he turned out to be Carol's husband. It that that yes, but then they should have given the character a personality. And I don't yeah. know if I want to blame him or the director or the writing, but he just was like there. I think I what I, I did hear that there was a lot cut from this movie. I, I do want to say that they probably spent a lot more time on that plan. Yeah, I just felt him. like he showed up, he sang, and then he's like, hey, everybody. And then he's like, all right, well, you go fight. Uh, and then she's like, Neil, I won't kneel. And I'm like, I want to know, just can we get like a little more about what this person is like? I just, from them singing together, I did not get, um, I felt there needed to be chemistry between her and him. Yeah. And they gave, between uh, um Captain Marvel, and they just didn't give any time to it, so that annoyed me. Yeah, where I'm like, you're Although wasting this great actor. The the musical planet was pretty hilarious. Oh, that was hilarious, but I wanted, I guess, I wanted more. I was like, more, more, yeah, more, more, because more. you're really into this actor, and not everyone is. So, okay. shut the fuck up. <laughs> Even if I wasn't into this actor, I would be like, what? This character is like giving nothing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it could have been anybody. It could have been any character, anybody. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, like the musical planet was fun. Like the joke about like, he starts talking and she's like, he's bilingual. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. There were good jokes in this. Um, the other thing though, is it turns out, um, uh, Darben, who is the bad guy. 
Yes, Thomas Hiddleston's wife, by the way. Oh, yeah. Is how did they meet? Did they meet on a making a movie? Do you remember together? when I? I don't know how they met, but um, fun fact: when I went to see the play Betrayal on Broadway, because it was a three-person play, it's Tom Hiddleston, Charlie Cox, and her. Charlie, who's Charlie Cox? Daredevil. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, that is random. Yeah. Okay. Hot. Yeah. Um, basically, Darben has is like, oh, since Hala is dying, the sun is dying because Captain Marvel killed the AI. I'm not sure how those two things connect to each other. Killed the supreme intelligence, which ran the whole planet. And then the planet just fell into but disarray, how, dystopia. How does... How does... Killing the right. AI that runs a planet make the <laughs> right. sun's core run out of juice. Right. Also, and then I will say, um, well, here, we'll get to it later towards that. But but basically, Darben is like, I need to save our planet. So I'm going to go to every planet that, that you know Carol Danvers likes. And I'm going to steal the atmosphere from this planet. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to, um, what is this planet called? Aldana? What is it? Atlanta? Uh, yeah, Aldana? Uh, yeah. Al- oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take their water. Also, she's sucking up the water. We never go back to it. Were they okay? Is that planet gone? We'll Did never go- know. I know. It's like, can we get like, I just wanted to see just one cut to the thing closing on that yeah. planet and everyone being like, like, yay, we're alive. Cause there's just cut back to your boy, like swimming, like there's still a lot left, especially after guardians of the galaxy and, and Loki. We're just like, we're just mass genociding planets, timelines, can we just, I just want to see where it's like, oh, look, we're going to not mass genocide somebody just for or, change. Oh, look, we're going to, we're going to show the ramifications of it. Or we're going to like try to like dive into what that really is, what that really means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, sometimes I feel like people are writing a Marvel movie and they're like, yes, but is a billion people going to die? No. I don't know if the stakes are big enough. Yes, but we're, yes, but we're not going to cover it. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, but we're not gonna we're not gonna show it to anybody. Yeah, and I'm I'm just hoping that that water planet where Brie Larson was the princess of is fine. I have to think. I mean, it was like ninety nine point nine seven percent water. Like that's gonna take a really long time to suck up, and it's just like the people yeah. on that one island. I but that was fine. also the capital. So I mean, did all the millions of people when you suck up all the water like that? I don't know. That seems like pretty devastating to that town. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just gonna assume that everything was fine. Okay. They're fine. Um, in the end, uh, at the end, Brie Larson decides to make things right by making the sun, by refueling the sun. Yeah. Can I just say, she can refuel a sun, but she can't um, grab a bracelet off of somebody. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes things like that bother me. No, I ha- I did have a moment where like she she was like having trouble fighting two people. I'm like, you know, she went toe to toe with Thanos, right? Yeah, she's supposed to be like power as powerful as a planet. Like, yeah, what? So like, sometimes just, like, that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, me too. Me too. Totally. Yeah. Um. But I thought Tayona Paris as Monica Rambeau really made me happy especially when she showed up in a costume especially when she was doing all powerful shit 
at the end, especially when she's fighting someone and she phases through them and then turns around and punches them. There was really good Monica Rambeau stuff. But here's my thing. They did so much about like, what's your name? What's your like? Let's come up with different names. And they for never you. said Spectrum. Well, she did say Spectrum. But they, they never, never said, but she never said my name is going to be Spectrum. Because it should have been Photon, which is Maria Rambo's call sign on her fighter jet. She's Maria Photon Rambo. Right. In, so they never did the moment that we were all waiting for that was like where she looks at the picture of her mom in front of her jet and be like, oh, Photon. Yeah. Like that, that never happened. Yeah. Waste, waste of time. It's so weird. Yeah. But basically, but um, and then Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan now has both bracelets. And she was also, to me, the best part of the movie. Oh, yeah. She was the heart. She was the heart. Yeah. And her family, yeah. amazing. Good, good job leaning into the cons who we all know from the show are really funny and they really work and they're really great. Love to see them getting in on the fighting. Yeah. Yeah, it was just All really fun. Stuff. It was really Iman fun. Vellani, her delivery to me was so much better than everyone else in the movie in terms of nailing the the joke lines. Yeah. Or even making lines that weren't supposed to be funny on paper funny by the way she said them. Yeah. She's great. And it was just a nice thing where it's like the Marvels all teamed up. We're kind of a team. And then we beat the bad guy. But in order to beat the bad guy, uh, Monica Rambeau had to sacrifice herself because the rifts, these jump points that were being opened up, uh, this was yeah. not a jump point to a different point in the universe. This was a jump point to a different universe, different reality. It actually ripped the fabric of space time. And so we had like our first kind of incursion, yeah. which was one reality about to collide with another. Mm-hmm. And then Monica had to go into that rift seal it shut but she had to seal herself shut on the other side which i was like no you didn't but i know part of me was like why can't you do it on the other side like i just do it from the other side right yeah but so that leaves her on in the other reality and so you just knew at that moment like okay the mid-credit scene is gonna be like where she wakes up and it's either gonna be toby or hugh jackman you know but before we get to that mid-credit scene Let's talk about where this ends because, you know, Brie Larson is still off doing her Captain Marvel stuff, but Ms. Marvel wants a team. Oh. And apparently, uh, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, just loves leaving iPads around with top secret information on it. Yeah. Which is very worrisome <laughs> that no one cared about that. <laughs> right. But it's, But who does Ms. Marvel show up to? But Hawkeye, Haley Steinfeld, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop. I, like when Valkyrie showed up earlier, I was like, yay. But then when Kate Bishop showed up, you best believe I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's right. She's like, let's form a team. She doesn't say it, but it's basically like the young Avengers. Hello. What? My favorite thing is she says she's like, why is no one thinking about the kids superheroes out there? And, and Kate goes, well, I'm 23. So. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And then she and also then they mentioned, they, she says, I heard Ant-Man has a daughter. Doesn't Ant-Man have a daughter? Doesn't Ant-Man have a daughter? And then we also are going to have America um, Chavez. Chavez. And then we also know that Billy is showing up in House of Harkness. And Agatha. And yes. the only thing is we never heard anything else about, we saw the character that would be Patriot. 
uh, but we never heard from him again. So is this going to be an all ladies or gay team? <laughs> Are there so. any? Oh my God. I'm, I'm just curious of like, is there going, I guess, because even speed is speed. technically bisexual. Oh, that's right. But are there going to be any other men on the team or is this going to be all ladies? Not I don't know. I mean, like Young Avengers is a very queer team. Always has been. But it's not listed as anything coming up anytime soon. Right. I feel that's Unless they're going to be. I think they're hiding like, will, will they be a big part of Thunderbolts? Maybe. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, th- no. I like the idea if like then the new official Avengers are the Thunderbolts and the yes. young Avengers have to come to yes. fight against them. Oh, that's what it is. Yes. 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 Like, I don't think Julia Louis-Dreyfus's efforts are meant to like fight the event. I think I think that's a young Avengers storyline. Love it. Yeah, I'm excited. Great. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, that is great because they're kind of in over their head, you know, and people are going to look at them as the bad guys. And, the only yeah, thing is, do stuff. you know what this is missing? Is one of Kamal's best friends, Miles Morales. Ooh. Oh. Like, I hate that that Spider-Man is in a different cartoon universe. Well, he's the next big, I feel like, the next big like, character drop. Like, I mean... What like what characters will? But say, that is that. So, but that's Sony though. Characters. I think they're done dealing yeah. with Sony, so they're not wanting Fuck. any X any Spider Man stuff anymore. Fuck. All right, can we talk about it? You know, let's talk about the end. What have I been begging for at the end of a goddamn movie? One of these like mid credits releases. What have I always been asking for, Brett? What have I been asking for for the years? The X Men. And. Fucking Monica Rambeau, she wakes the fuck up and she sees her mom. And her, it's Maria. And her mom does not recognize her. And I'm like, oh, she is in a different universe. And I see the top of that suit and I fucking turn to Joe. And <gasps> Joe does not know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I went, that's fucking binary. She's wearing yep. binary. I recognize it. So let's stop right there. Because yeah. one thing I love that the MCU has done, have you noticed every time there's an alternate Captain Marvel, quote unquote, in a different dimension, it's always Maria Rambo and, this and not is, Carol Danvers. And she mentioned this in the movie. She's like, you were the one that was supposed to be riding in the plane. Yes, I love that. That adds to the character of Carol Danvers so much for me, that she was the one that wasn't supposed to. Like, technically, Carol Danvers should be a variant that the TVA should go after. Yes, you, and, this, you know? and this is very similar to the interdimensional plot line that's happening in Invincible, right now is in the invincible tv show we're dealing with a world where mark this is the the only universe where mark didn't take his dad's side and didn't become evil and i find that interesting and most of these other universes maria rambo is captain marvel and because she's binary what does that mean that means she fucking battled vogue i said vogue rogue right and if a rogue's there, fucking turns around, you hear fucking Kelsey Grammer's fucking voice. It's fucking Talking Kelsey like, it's Grammer beast. Yes, yes. So they cut. So a scientist walks in. It's very interesting. You seem to be from another dimension. Bina- he says, binary here. Saved you, found you. Cut to it. And it's fucking Hank McCoy. It's Hank McCoy. What was your reaction? What did you say? What did you do? I literally was like, I, this is so, but me being the bitch name, I was like, Finally. <laughs> yeah. 
I am like, I've been waiting for this, but also I'm kind of pissed because the that fact that it's in a different universe. No, I know. It's still not that. connecting to the MCU. It's not an I MCU reveal, especially yes. now we've revealed that um, Kamala is a mutant. There's nothing that was touched on. again. I about hate that. that all the X-Men stuff is like, and they're from another dimension. I'm like, oh, okay. So it, it but still I, I pissed still me love, off, but I loved it. I grabbed my husband. I looked at my good buddy from Chicago who loves Beast, by the way. And I out loud said, what the fuck is happening? And I just love that Monica's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, fuck, I'm in a different universe. Such a great reaction. She went, oh, shit. After having the big emotional breakdown of like, mom, it's mom. It's my dead mom. She's like, fuck. And she's like, who it's are you, It's fucking bitch? beast. So officially, like, because you, you can't count Xavier, the first X-Man we've seen on screen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is beast which is weird though because technically deadpool which is now in the marvel cinematic universe but i guess the first two movies that doesn't count as being in the marvel cinematic universe or is he still in that universe and he's just gonna bop around dimensions and have we looked up on deadpool is one uh monica rambeau in the new deadpool movie not sure but you know who is who? Miss Minutes. Oh, because the TVA is going to be yep. in the new Deadpool movie. Yep, yep, yep. I, I like a lot of people are saying that much like that, what if the cartoon? Yeah. There's gonna be a, a team of multiversal Avengers that are being put together. Fun. And then let's And it starts with And Deadpool. let's kill Kang so we can stop the multiverse stuff. I'm over it. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it's going to be here for a while. Is Colossus better be in it, too? In Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, he's a staple of Deadpool movies. Yeah. And um, I think, I think. uh, Oh, and Negasonic Teenage uh, Warhead is going to be in it. So I love her. her. I love her. You know what, though? I don't. Because now that we've got Kelsey Grammer, Hank McCoy, Beast, like. I don't want to see this. You're like, I don't need these pittance. I don't need pittance. Exactly. I don't need these crumbs. Like, give me fucking Warren Worthington. You know what I mean? Like, give me the X-Men. Also notice that every time so far we've seen Xavier and Beast, they're both straight out of the cartoon. Yeah. (coughs) But like, give me Gambit and Rogue. I don't want to see Negasonic. We also need to start casting who the, the real X-Men characters are going to be playing. These they, They're still using like old school people. So, you know, like this isn't the permanent who's going to be the real X-Men of the future. Yeah. But we're going to see the old school people first. Like we, we definitely before we see a new Jean Grey, we're going to see Famke again. I'm telling you right now, though, I really, 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 really want them to start casting the new X-Men. I want them to realize this is the thing that's going to save them. It's going to save them. They're not even doing Fantastic Four. Like, what the fuck? Is Fantastic Four, like, completely not on the list of anymore? No, I mean, it's cast, or is it? They're just not I don't understand what the fuck is taking so long. I don't know. And the strike is over. The strike is over, so there's no... So start filming those boys' episodes... Start filming all of this shit now because I need to see it. Flip everything back on. Come on, let's go. And now I get to see, finally I get to see who wins the Emmys. 
the Emmy winners. Emmys is coming out in December. Supposed to be in September. <laughs> so funny. Ooh, I can't wait. Well, you know who the rumored Reed Richards is? Who now? Jake who? Gyllenhaal now. Oh, really? Yeah. But he's already a different character. I know. But so is Gemma Chan. Yeah, but she was in like heavy makeup. Like you couldn't yeah. tell like who she was. Same thing with like uh, Josh Brolin is Cable and Thanos. He doesn't and you Thanos. can't tell he's Thanos because Or same thing as the other the only other actor who has played two Marvel characters. Uh oh, Chris Evans? <laughs> no. No, I mean in the MCU. Who? Judy Greer. Who is she? Who? Who is she? She's She's Scott Lang's ex-wife. And who else is she? She is the voice of Warpig in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, once again, you're not, you can't really tell. So it's fine. (laughs) Judy Greer. But hey, in the end, don't believe the hype that Marvel's is a bad movie. It's a fun romp. It's fun. It's a fun is it the romp. Be- is it going to be your favorite Marvel movie of all time? No, but it's a no, bunch of like kick-ass women books, you'll shooting like each other up. Yeah, it's great. That opening sequence of when they all started switching was so good. Fun. Great. And all the fighting was great. Great. When they, they coordinated their switching and they were practicing, it was great. The relationships were great. The, like the Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel hero worship stuff. When finally Kamala was like, I'm sorry that I came on so strong and didn't give you room to be a real person. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that's so insightful. Ah, <sighs> Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, my God. It was such when it looked like you may not have you may not be able to see the movie this weekend when you texted me and then i saw beast i was like oh god i know <laughs> oh my god i kind of everyone was like oh there's a big thing that's been spoiled and i'm like i don't want to know i don't want to know and I, I that's why i did not play it up because you if no, I, I know i you, know yeah. but but in my head i was like i'm gonna be if i don't see it this weekend even though i feel a little under the weather i'm gonna fucking miss it uh, but i will say i, like, I went to how? that theater with my mask on Three other, other than me, Joe, and his brother, three other people in the in the theater. You're like, there's no one here to even get sick. No one gave a shit. I will say, do you go to the IMAX screening of it, or do you go to the 3D screening of it? IMAX, typically 3D, never. It's typically the Dolby that I do. I don't. But I did IMAX this I time. I don't like IMAX. And this is no. where I'm an old man. Where it's My, like, I went to IMAX. It was full. I know, but I'm so there's a chance maybe everyone was at the IMAX screaming of it, screening of it. And that's why, because yeah. I went to the regular IMAX. I don't want to turn my head to like see what's happening in a movie. Yeah, I don't want to. And close ups are out of control. Creepy on IMAX. Oh, my God. It's like you're in their mouth. Yeah. What is this? Oh Gulliver's God. Travels? Like, I don't like it. Seriously. Well, we did it. We covered a lot of shit. We did. We did. With momentum, I thought. Yes. Yeah. We want to um, take us out? Be, yeah, yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of comic books and movies and opinions, but you know what? Watch the stuff, form your own, or just listen to us because we're always right. Uh, we're also queer. You know why? Because we used to read comic books, or we still do. And if you read comics, <laughs> well, then that makes you queer. queer. Bye.
Bye. Bye.